Mm-hmm. Okay. So just give the guy a plug. Tobias, who was Ziggy's AFL aficionado. And, uh, you know, we'll retweet it. And you can find it on our site or whatever. Like I said, you know what I mean? But just say he compares for you. But hey, actually, you don't have to read the whole thing. But that's the Abner piece. Okay. Welcome back to Sports with Family. I'm here with my father, uh, Gene Fugit. I'm Russell Fugit, together with Fugit Squared. Off of exciting week one in the NFL, week two of college football. How's it going tonight, Dad? Well, I'm 0-2, but I'm still Gene the Dream. I mean, gosh, I mean, the Cowboys lost, the Redskins. I mean, the I'm sorry, the WTFs lost. <laughs> the WTF. When our quarterback went down, I went WTF. I know that. I mean, do you know how hard it is to fall on your hip? For those who don't know, uh, mm. most of us uh, who know anything about the football like to look at, at the history and the history of the starting quarterback. Uh, what was his name, Russ? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. Very smart, Harvard educated, but has played for like 15 teams. And... Mm. Uh, has not finished any season that I'm aware of. So, so we knew that, you know, he, he was uh, not going to play 16 or 17 as it is the games, but we didn't think it would be less than one. And, and see, I mean, I mean, you know how hard it is to fall on your hip like that. Well, folks, if you don't, haven't seen it before, if he just felt uh, on his hip with about a 350 pound guy on top of him and uh, what, what was the diagnosis, Russ? Oh gosh, you would get me. Well, he's out six to eight weeks. Uh, re, was it ref, hip reflexor? Or what's the... Okay, that's good enough. So he hurt his yeah, hip yeah. six to eight weeks, and th- and that was week one at the professional level. So I'm just highlighting that because there were untold number of injuries in the college level that largely go unreported. Right. And and also at the high school level, and oh my gosh, even some kids playing too young for tackle and too young to tell their mom and dad that they don't feel good. So mm-hmm. please, you know, wait till high school out there because this this is serious. And when you have a, a game where people can have ACL injuries without even having contact merely by practicing the techniques required to be good. It just tells you uh, the challenges that football players, uh, among others, face. And as a former football player, I'm especially uh, aware of it. And not to say that all sports uh, do not have risks, but I think football is is unique because you're having physical contact on every play on both sides of the ball. And there are winners and losers in each battle. And sometimes the losers really lose. And in this case, Ryan Fitzpatrick lost. So we hope for the best. But, man, it's almost as if that uniform. I mean, when I think about Mm. my my former quarterback, Joe Theismann, and and then your former quarterback, Alex Smith. Right. 
in RG three. We were there when RG three blessed and and not to mention the, the yeah. RG three injury. Yeah. I mean, it, what what is it? it? It's it's almost like it's a. I mean, you don't want to say like if it's near Halloween, you would just have to wonder at this. But so. it's hard. It's been it's it's been hard. But you know, we're we're we want to be optimistic. We have no choice but to be with with you know with Taylor Heineke. Uh, Chase Young uh, coined it last year during his game against Tampa to see what he can do on Thursday night. So we're looking forward to that game. Uh, you know, we're at home. It's Thursday night. The whole country is going to be watching. And so we're, we'll see if the Taylor Heineke show can, can get us our first win. See, and it also highlights, Rusk, the uh, team aspects of the game because somebody really messed up to let that guy in and nobody really knows who that was. And that guy is not uh, put in a doghouse. <laughs> and, uh, but the guy who sacked him, I'm sure, was celebrated. So, anyway, uh, that's that cautionary tale. Uh, the, and, and, and be wise and, and beware. And, and that was uh, really coming out of that uh, first week of the NFL. Right. Now, when you speak about the NFL, I'm just thinking that we want to get uh, Abner Haynes into the Hall of Fame. And we found uh, an article that yes, was published years ago. 2013. By, uh, what's that, Todd Tobias? Mr. Todd Tobias, yes. And he's on uh, Twitter. And uh, he is the AFL aficionado. So that means he probably has some gray hair. I mean, I don't know if many people, Russell, your age, even know what the AFL stands for. Mm. American Football League, but I, I know I grew up with it, so I agree there probably are not many that are even are aware of the history that there were two professional league, American Football Leagues at one point in time. And uh, Abner Haynes played in the AFL mm -hmm. and uh, well, he he's compares very favorably with people already in the Hall of Fame. I guess yeah. that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, well, I'll summarize it, and so um, without reading it, and you know, you can uh, you know go to tales from the American Football League dot com, which is quite long, but you'd probably be even better if you go to at tales from the AFL on Twitter to find out about Mister uh, Todd Tobias. Uh, but in summary, the article from May of twenty thirteen summarizes how um, Abner Haynes. Uh, statistics, and of course, I'm going to be somewhat biased and say are, are uh, compare favorably to be conservative uh, with Paul Horning, um, who was a, a legendary uh, player, and then also uh, the great Gail Sayers as well. Um, so I'll, I'll let you go, you know, and I'll include a link to the article in the show notes of this podcast so you can check it out for yourself for those of you who are listening. But um, it really makes a very strong and concise case why Abner Haynes belongs in the Hall of Fame. So if you believe, as we do, that Mr. Haynes belongs in the Hall of Fame, you can go to HaynesToTheHall.com, click on that letter template, and mail a letter to the Pro Football Hall of Fame nominating uh, Abner Haynes to be inducted and enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2022. So that is our campaign, and it's a great find on your part, Dad, for finding this article. And Maybe I got to reach out on Twitter to Mr. Tobias and see if he's still around and, and hope he's. No, he is. Uh, he Excellent. answered okay. me because oh. it's so long ago. You're one step ahead of me. Perfect. That 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 he forgot. Yeah, I did. I direct messaged him uh, at at uh, at Twitter. Okay. So uh, so anyway, with the NFL, uh, 
the old version we'll get to later, but the young version, how did everybody do in their fantasy leagues last week? Well, I don't know how everybody else did, but I know I'm undefeated uh, after one week and I'm in uh, six leagues. And so, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, well, slow down, say that again. Well, More I'm in, clearly, I'm in You're five in six leagues. leagues I'm in, I'm in, well, I, I manage your team. I'm in five leagues, and I manage your team. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I count that one. So I'm, 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 no, yeah, count that. I, I'm, so, I'm, so, so we're in first place. Okay, we're, yeah, and we're, that's yeah, in the NFL Legends uh, yeah. league. I just want to mention yeah. that we're in first place. We're in first place in a ten-team league, and you know, it's it's competitive at the top every year. You know, it's always about you know five or six teams, and out of every ten that are. That are competitive, mm-hmm. and it's so it's been, mm-hmm. you know it's been it's been fun, and so but you know it's week one, and this year of course I have to remember week one is going to mean even that much less because we're, you know most of these leagues are going to go all the way to week uh, seventeen or even eighteen, um, and so you know with the extra you game, you have to put year, a lot of time into it. I put a good amount of time preparing for the draft. So now that I drafted my teams, which I did over about you know, a twelve day, two week period. Um, now I'm really, you know, of course I enjoy the games and watch on Thursdays and Sundays and, and Monday night. Um, but now Tuesday is a key day because this is usually your waiver, your waiver day. So you got to see who's hurt, how can you improve your roster on the waivers, and then make those decisions. So I'll probably spend some time. I spent some time today looking at some of that and, and, and make it. I'll finish up my my plans tonight, and then you'll see who you get on Wednesday. And you got to, you know, make sure you know who's playing Thursday, have those guys, you know, in your lineup. And then, you know, kind of sitting back and, and you know, getting ready for, for Sunday, of course, being the big day. So, yeah, you just, you know, five, ten minutes here and there throughout the week to manage the, the, the rosters. Um, you know, and, and there's of those six, there's four that really I play, pay close attention to. There are a couple others that are just for my own fun. And, and I, I joined the one league that has two quarterbacks. And so that's kind of just to see what that's like and play the game a little bit of a different way because I enjoy it. And now, well, I don't even know the guys in that league, for instance. I just signed up. Well, well, so anyway. Are there any adjust, adjustments that you have to make uh, after one week? I know it's early. So. Well, for me, for, I'll give you so, you know, uh, uh, most of the running back. For San Francisco, I just saw before we began recording that he is having knee surgery and is done for the season. So I had drafted him, I think, on at least one, if not two of my teams. So unfortunately, I'm going to be looking for a running back on the waiver wire already after week one. And so, um, you know, injuries are part of it. And of course, some of the guys you draft, particularly the, the bench guys, you know, you I, I like to draft for upside. And so you have to be patient with, you know, who you pick, but also keep an eye on the, the talent in the waiver pool on the free agents that you might want to pick up that you think might be uh, more valuable going forward. But against week one, don't want to overreact to one week of, of information of outcomes. Um, and of course, it's much easier to do that when you've won the first week, but you're still always evaluating and kind of just seeing how you can uh, strengthen your team because it's a long season, players get hurt, you know, there's bye weeks coming up. So you really just want to be prepared and have a plan. Uh, and I'll talk more about bye weeks when that time comes and how we manage that. But it, it, it's fun. And I'm in lead, most of the leagues that I'm in with friends. So we have text chats. We you know, talk trash. And, oh. And they, you know, yeah. So we have, we have fun with it. And it keeps, it keeps a group of us connected, um, you know, at least half the year we're, we're in community. And that's the best part about it, especially in this environment we've been in the last couple of years to be able to have football to kind of keep us in communication and together. And so that's the best part. All right. Well, that's your fantasy update. Uh, this <laughs> is James Fugit Jr. And I'm here with number one son, uh, Jay Russell 
Fugit, and you're listening to Sports with Family. Sports with Family is brought to you by Joomla Network, a consultancy and knowledge network focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Whether it's an assessment audit, training and education, a risk-based analysis, or a more unique opportunity, our network partners have a solution. Joomla is a Swahili for whole, and it's time for your team to come together. Let us be your guide. Join us at joomlanetwork.com to find out more. Now, back to Sports with Family. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So what stood out to you week one, Dad? What did, what did you see? I know you, you always see things in such a unique way. Um, and, and so I'm curious, you know, what stood out? Of course, you know, we had the, the Ravens, you know, blowing that game late on Monday night, which I know, you know, is uh, important probably for us and uh, many of our listeners. But uh, as, as a, a veteran responding to Tom Landry one time told us that he – made a perfect game plan and we blew it and we played really poorly. And mm. uh, one of the veterans from the back yelled, but coach, they're getting paid too. <laughs> no, that's right. Right. Which I, you know, it stunned me. I didn't know what to say. I got, but I started thinking about it because the Cowboys had at least me programmed as a, as a 20 year old rookie that I'm supposed to make every block, catch every pass, make every tackle, Never get blocked on special teams. I mean, I mean, we're supposed to just be a hundred percent because we have better scouting, better conditioning, and better technique. And and then in the end, that'll make us better players. And and, and they were and and they, you know, really had us believe in that. And most of the time it's true. I mean, gosh, most of the games, except for that one season, I mean, we were favored to win almost every game, home and away. But the point was, uh, you know, it would still uh, be a challenge, even uh, though we were favored. Uh-huh. So uh, a lot of times you're expected to be successful and uh, you are. And then a lot of times you're expected to be successful and you are not. And then it's trying to decide or at least understand uh, the difference of the two. So anyway, last week in the, in the NFL, what did we see? Well, let's look at the NFL draft and the first draft pick was a quarterback from Jacksonville. Some people thought he had a chance to win, which I thought was pretty funny. I mean, he <laughs> threw 51 passes, I believe. He threw a couple touchdowns. I mean, everybody was throwing, you know, 50 passes, but didn't win, won't win many games. Good luck. And, uh, but at least he was, you know, didn't get hit too many times. I don't know how many times he was sacked. Then uh, Justin Fields in Chicago, they finally let him in at the end. I'm sure it's going to be all week. People wondering if Andy Dalton is the solution, ah. even though, uh, you know, people understand he was short term, but, you know, was supposed to be one game short term, you know. So uh, there'll be a lot of people looking at that. A lot of people wondering where Cam Newton, if anywhere, will end up and some people suggested the Washington football team, although they forgot that he has already played for Coach Ron Rivera and will never do so again. Wow, okay, wait a minute. Now why do you say that why do you say that? I mean it's pretty, that is pretty clear at this point. There's been a number of chances since Ron Rivera got here that he could have signed Cam Newton. I think it's like the third or fourth time he could have gotten him. 
Why? Why? Right. Why is that? I mean, he's available right now. Who's your right. backup? Who's your backup behind the Heineke? Uh, what's the guy's name? Kyle. Uh, yeah. well, Kyle, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. That. That's my point. That's my point. I mean, he. I mean, he, this is. Uh, I believe that was the only starting quarterback that got hurt. Because I mean, it's not like it's a real competition. Yeah, we got Kyle. Uh, uh, Kyle Island is our backup, and we signed the former backup from the Shermer from the Bengals. So we could have uh, signed Cam, and we signed him as our new. I mean, he's supposed to be signing everybody. Look what the Ravens did when their running backs got hurt. They got yeah. Tavy. They got Tavion Bell on the practice squad. Okay. Yeah, right. Le'Veon Bell on the practice squad. Latavius Murray and yeah, right, uh, exactly. Yeah, Latavius was uh, activated. Yeah, I got Latavius and Tavion mixed up. Yeah, but yeah. The, but the point is, it, it's uh, a, a new world in the NFL, and uh, the Jet uh, reunion of the old and the new, the old right. one because he had a team, and the new uh, didn't do so well. Right. Talk about on Sam road, Darnold and Carolina for his first game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, 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 the league is very even and. Uh, I think this year it looks like we're going to see more overs than unders. Right. Well, you were talking about the road, the road dogs, and I know, I know the uh, L.A. Chargers came in, 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 uh, in well, the home was well, a home underdog. So of course the Chargers came came in and did work. The Steelers upset the Bills on the road. Um, you know, I think the Bengals were were a home underdog, and they and they won. Yeah, the Bengals were a home yeah. underdog. Houston was a home underdog. Titans were a home underdog. Now, sorry, that's what I wanted to ask you. Are you now an Arizona Cardinals fan since you're out there in the – I mean, Kyler Murray, five well, touchdowns. I, look, look I, um, I'm a fan of, of, of good professional football. And being in the Phoenix area, how can you not notice, you know, what they were trying to do? Yeah. And okay. by acquiring J.J. Watt, even right. late in his career, uh, my theory of defense is that on your defensive line, if you're going to dominate, mm -hmm. you need to have one player that needs to be double teamed every play. Right. And that's uh, Nakam Dessau, that's Donald for sure. Right. And it's J.J. Watt. Yeah. I mean, this guy was busting through double teams, okay? So if you got to double team him, that makes everybody else on the line a little bit better. So is that how Chandler got loose for five sacks? Well, I'm not going to say Chandler on his own right isn't good, but if J.J. Watt's not on the other side, they're double teaming him. Yeah, Chandler Jones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well. yeah so, but Chandler, five sacks, come on. <laughs> and he wants to get paid, so... Yeah, right. So so that was a new dynamic uh in, in the defense. And mm -hmm. I mean, as quiet as it's kept, they may have uh they certainly have one of the best defensive coordinators uh in the league who, who happens to be an African American. And uh also they have two of the best young linebackers in the league. Okay. And they're both very fast. So uh, they can beat you both ways. So it's going to be interesting to watch because uh, I mean, Kyler Murray is in my top five quarterbacks. I don't I don't know how you rate rank quarterbacks. No, he was yeah, he's top yeah top five certainly for fantasy purposes. But I think in 
right now, I mean, it's hard to, you know, what you watch Aaron Rodgers, what he did. I mean, I, it's hard for me to say there's five better that I'd rather have more than him at this point. There really is. You know, he had uh, mm-hmm. some some uh, results. And, yeah. and some late news uh, just in. Uh, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday. The Saints have eight positive virus tests. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that before we and hopped on. And we yeah. said in one of our earlier podcasts that it would be, uh, that COVID would be an issue this year. You did. And, and it's scary because if it's happening in the NFL where they're testing every day before you can even get in the facility and all these people can be exposed or infected, what's happening in colleges or in the grade school where our kids are going? Right. And, and it's got to be a concern. So Indeed. just be careful and mask up if you can. Indeed. So I'm so, sure by the time you hear this, it might be old news, but – uh, six coaches, one player, and a nutritionist are the eight individuals who uh, tested positive. And then uh, corresponding news, uh, wide receiver Michael Thomas was moved to reserve COVID-19 list. I think well, whatever they hear, it's not going to be old news because it's a fact, and mm-hmm. it has already affected the NFL and the odds on the game and the team and people on the practice squad and right, just another right, right. issue. Right, that the team had to deal with this week, mm-hmm. and more importantly, that the league has to deal with because you know they got to do an autopsy, right? How did this happen? Well, let's start with how it happened. You know, of course, New Orleans Saints, as we talked about a week ago. I don't know. Well, See, they're that's, not. That's they're the... not. They're not at home. They're 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 not in New Orleans. I believe they played their home game in Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. This past oh. week, and so you, oh, you mean about was, that? Oh, you mean there was a hurricane down there, and and they've been away, right, from, from New Orleans. So, oh my so god! So they're in restaurants, and they they're in they hotels. Put them in a bubble. They couldn't put them in a bubble, Russ. No, I couldn't put it. I guess they. Well, they could have, but obviously they did not, right? Right. Yeah. So again, how, how did it happen? You know, obviously they were not. I mean, the NBA could put all of those teams in a bubble, right? And nothing like that happened. Now, a couple of times, one of them got, and the procedure now is that you got you get tested before you can even go into the facility, Russ. Right, it's being tested every day. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's a shame. So, but I, again, I just want to point out that the impact of of that situation for New Orleans, you know, potentially could have been a contributing factor to these eight positive. Test results, and so while yeah, again, hopefully, it's going to be a contributing factor to that betting line too, because uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but right now they say that uh, New Orleans is going to play at Carolina, and that's a division game. That is a division game. Yes, it is. And they're talking uh, New Orleans by three. Yeah. I don't, I don't know by the end of the week if that's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. One is doing some quick housekeeping. Uh, Vance Joseph uh, is the is the D coordinator in Arizona, and and um, going back to Trevor uh, Lawrence had three touchdowns, three interceptions, and was sacked once. So um, you know we'll we'll see what Jacksonville does. And of course, there's already always already rumors that Urban Meyer is <laughs> not handling losing very well and being in this uh, situation where he's you know not the dominant co- college coach. Um, and so in terms of the locker room, but we'll see if there's anything to these rumors, but I agree. I think it's going to be a long season for the Jaguars, certainly. So do, do you give up? Uh... 
Now, I know many of us have been trapped in during the pandemic and are ready to get out and travel. Well, I want to encourage you to check out Axios Luxury Travel, a full service travel concierge company. They create unique experiences tailored for the modern travel, providing much more than you're going to find on Google. Let me tell you, they've traveled the world and have handpicked luxury hotel collections and experiences to recommend to you with confidence. Why? Because they've lived it. They've experienced it. So whether you're a solo traveler, a romantic couple, family, or have a large group or a corporate gathering, let Access Travel be your travel concierge partner. Find out more and contact them at Axius Travel. That's A-X-E-U-S travel.com. Now back to Sports with Family. Looking forward to week two. Are, are you? What do you think about my Washington football team? You know, going to their second quarterback home game, but a quick you know turnaround on Thursday night. Do, do we have a chance to get a win on Thursday? Yes, defense travels, and uh, we're, uh, we're at home. We're at home, so we got that going. Really, the Giants? Oh, uh, the, oh, the Giants. Had Denver at home. Oh, right. I see. Yeah. So you have two to two to they have two games at home. That's interesting. Yeah, our schedule is very front loaded with home. It's yeah with home games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about Washington. So yeah, just so you know, remember the rule. The rules for Thursday night is both teams have to have a home game the week before. So you don't have back to back. You don't have a road game on Sunday and a road game on Thursday. I'm pretty sure that's the rule. So the Giants were at home. And lost by 20 to Denver. And then, of course, we lost by four here to the Chargers. And then the Giants are going to travel down the New Jersey Turnpike and come visit us at FedEx Field on Thursday night for the, for the world to see. They so, might even, they might even uh, take the train, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, true, true. I think that's the actually point what is, they do. But yeah. the point is, is they're going to come down to lose, is, is what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm counting on seeing. And I'm not a believer much in Danny Dimes, that offensive line. I don't know if you saw the – <laughs> there was a, a a clip of uh, the right tackle solder for the Giants trying to block, and it was just it was just uh, so pitiful. Uh, pitiful. Um, so so two <laughs> days before the game, they are anywhere from a three and a half to a four point favorite. Right. So you think I'd be safe to make that bet and pick Washington given the four? Yes, I think so. More than a field goal. For inter- for entertainment purposes only, yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. It's legal here in Arizona. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal. Let me see. Let me just circle that. Okay, so you said uh, Washington right there. Okay, mm-hmm. see. Oh yeah. No, I still have some free bets from the apps. I mean, I mean, when the, <laughs> when the bettings come in, they really try to attract you. And it is a lot of fun to bet two dollars, you know, <laughs> because believe me, I'm not talking about a lot of money, but I'm talking about a lot of fun. Well, I hope to be retired like you one day and be able to have have fun over here, you know, paying 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 your granddaughter's bills over here. So, got- worthy goal, a worthy goal. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Pittsburgh surprised me. Well, not so much that Pittsburgh surprised me. What surprised me was that Buffalo doesn't have a running game. That surprised you? Because a lot of people had questions about the Buffalo running game going into this. Well, they, they, they proved it. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. So, uh, and then how long is, 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 is Fields going to stay on? I mean, it's going to be interesting next week with Burrow going to Chicago. 
and uh, right, Bengals at the Bears, and and Jalen Hurts shocked everybody. Really, was that very was that that shocking to you? You got 49ers at Eagles this week. Well, uh, well, when when uh, I don't even know if they were favored and the win like they did on the road mm-hmm. after the criticism and the commentary <laughs> right, and, yeah. and everything else. Yeah, the coach didn't do press conferences very well, but his team looked pretty good. No, I must no, have lost it. No, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Sure. So, so, and and then um, the first place then, Philadelphia and, Eagles, by the way. First, and place. then what about with New England losing a home game? Now that that was in New England, okay. Yeah, when's the last time that happened? A home opener? Yes. Yes. I would imagine. I would imagine it's been a, quite a while. Yeah, somebody said it was like watching New England doing a scrimmage. Yeah, Mac Jones, you know, efficient, you know, but but didn't, <laughs> you know, then uh, Tua was also. Gonna, he says he's going to be like Avis. He's going to try harder. Okay. Yeah, he he yeah, he definitely the, the post game press conference. I don't know if you saw that. He definitely was very Belichickian in terms of his answers in terms of what they're going to do. I mean, better. I mean that's that that's what he said. Week two against the Jets, so we'll see uh, what what Belichick has going to New York. Uh, for and believe it or not, Houston didn't really surprise me. I, I you know, now what did surprise you said, me you, is that you Mark that. What did surprise me is that Mark Ingram carried the ball twenty five times. Right. Now that's surprise. Yeah, the Baltimore wish they had him back. I know that. But well, they wish they had anybody that could carry the ball without fumbling right now. Right, right, right. And then you got the Raiders doing the AFC North. Tour going to Pittsburgh, though, going on the road to play the Steelers after having beat the Ravens. So that's going to be interesting. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, home and away are two different things. Right. I, the game may not be that interesting. <laughs> no, it might not be. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting on a hit sitting here right now, but it might not. I mean, it's, it's, it's Pittsburgh's home opener, you yeah. know. And then the Chiefs and the Ravens on Sunday night. I mean, the Ravens was looking at 0 2. <laughs> but at home here in Baltimore, well, if you're, on one, Baltimore. if you're on one, you're always looking at on two. True. But the good thing about this is uh, there's 17 games. Right. Indeed. So that means 16 more. And, and I mean, it's got to be that kind of feeling when you lose. And then when you win, you're going to say, wow, we're going to win them all, which you know that the chance of that, well, the odds are not very well with you. Right. And then uh, ending up on Monday night, the Packers, which everybody just expects to be a, 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 a revenge game for how bad they looked last week. I don't know a revenge game might not be the right word, but a comeback game for Aaron Rodgers um, hosting the Detroit Lions on Monday night. Um, and Green Bay is a double-digit favorite in that game. So we'll see right. if the, and, if the and, real Packers right show now, up. Right, Russell. And right now they got Green Bay as a 10-point favorite. Right, right, and right, I right. and I don't you know now they're home, but I I just don't know. I mean, San Francisco beat them by eight, but that was at Detroit, right? And, and it's a division game, right? So it, it, it's interesting. It's amazing how they know in Las Vegas. So that means it probably will be a ten point game. I don't know, mm-hmm. but the, they stuck it up last week. I know that. And I know that Jameis Winston did not surprise me, although he surprised a lot of other people. But that Sean Payton can really coach. Well, he didn't surprise me, and, and he's my, uh, you know, in my uh, uh, two quarterback, one of my main leagues. He is my my number one. 
So I was very excited to see him throw those five touchdown passes on my way to a, a victory in fantasy football. Hope he keeps that production going. I think he can. And he's got in a great situation with a great coach. And he, we know he has the talent. So excited for, for, for Jameis. And his, you know, hopefully he'll keep making the, uh, the, the press conference yeah. flubs that we all like to look at between. And, and hopefully he'll, uh, you know, just start to continue to make his family proud because everybody talks about uh, he's doing a much better job dealing with his adversity and the media. Yeah. This is Gene Fuga Jr. And I'm here with my number one son, Jay Russell Fuga. And we call this podcast Sports with Family. And uh, before we sign off, I would like to give a shout out to the new head coach at USC in California. And that's Michael Hutchings, a USC alum. And we have another African-American coach, the first ever in the history of USC. Wow. Well, yeah, he's temporary. He, he's temporary, but but heck, they go win some games. They're going to have to consider him. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think he will have the opportunity to do that. I would hope. Certainly. I mean, he, he he can drive the car right now, right? Hey. <laughs> and so, good luck to him. Well, it's a great way to conclude. And I have to conclude, of course, by um, you know announcing that I uh, began my tenure as coach of the Pee Wee team one of the four and five-year-olds at my local flag football league here in uh, in Crofton, Maryland. And my daughter uh, was the only girl on our uh, team. And, you know, we just had a nice practice, learning how to hand, hand off the ball, running a few plays and just getting the kids acclimated. And we had so much fun. And my daughter was just so excited. I cannot wait till next Saturday to have the chance to do it again. So sports with family, we certainly are living that. Um, every Saturday here and, and excited that football season is here and my daughters is loving it. So, And um, I live it vicariously just from those pictures. I just get so excited to see my granddaughter <laughs> and, you know, the way she's acting, she's going to be the first in the NFL. I mean, she could be. Who knows? She can throw. She has an arm on her. And so, uh, you know, when we get to that stage, I'm going to have to teach her how to, how to throw the ball. And who knows? Quarterback, you know, she likes to kick. She did soccer. I mean, you know, she, who knows? Oh, boy, yeah. well, Maybe she want to be like a tight you. end, you know, like Well, somebody. she's like you. She's a natural athlete. Well, she she is. She certainly is. She's not afraid to, to mix it up. She's snatching the flag. I think we did a, a drill at the end, and so she enjoyed it. So, all right, well, I'm looking forward to, to week two. Glad that football is finally here. Again, Hope I'm, all your favorite teams win, support your local teams, and take care of those kids out there. Yes, indeed. Mask up and uh, follow us at Sports with Family on Facebook and at Gene Fugit on Twitter and at Russell Fugit on Twitter. And we will be back right here next week to recap uh, week two and look forward to week three. Have a great week and enjoy uh, the game tonight. Uh, hail to the Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs>